Hi, and welcome to the Curious Mind in Progress podcast. Today, I have a special guest, my dear friend, Nikki. Do you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of things we always talk about, and we end up just discussing a lot of things for what feels like hours. So I'm sure you will be back. And today, we thought we would talk about art because that's something we're both really interested in. And we also went to exhibitions together, but also Nikki is very interested in it for many different reasons. So maybe you can elaborate on that yourself and tell us why you like it so much. I think how I got into art was actually purely because my mom always took me to exhibitions, if I'm being honest. But then just as I got older, I kind of realized that I really, really like it. And... To me, it's one of the ways that I get to see like different perspectives a lot. And yeah, I learn a lot of things through like finding different artists and how they sort of look at different subjects and approach them. And it helps me to get out of my own very narrow perspective, I think. And yeah, and also I've always liked creating and... Um, so yeah, I just have kind of a close relationship to it and I don't know what else to say, but that's kind of the most succinct way that, that, that I can put it. So the reason why, well, first of all, thank you for sharing. And the reason why we wanted to talk about art today is because the last exhibition we went to had in the Stedelike, sorry for murdering that museum, um, had a really weird, yeah, it's kind of like a window doll or i don't know how you say that a figurine dressed up as like i don't know it was a kind of a snake skin suit right and then it was it was from the neck to the toes down i think or to the ankles maybe and then she was wearing these high heels that had patches of um the the kinds of things you use for your floor it's a viper floor and it was glued to the shoes and then she was just leaning on the on like a big glass table that was not pretty <laughs> that was not pretty and um she was just in this position where her crotch was literally in your direction and um yeah it was like a stripper pose almost yeah. very like she she also wore a wig of course and i mean maybe it's not a she because it also had like a bit of a bulk indicating that maybe it's a guy or a drag queen or transgender or whomever but I was very, I didn't even notice it at first because there was like pictures of guinea pigs hanging in the room. And I was like, because we went into the room and we both laughed, yeah. but retrospectively, like we both laughed at a different thing. I laughed at the figurine and you laughed at the guinea pig photo. <laughs> I know. And then I was like, oh, these are so cute. I like this. <laughs> and we like asked the security guard for the way to the actual exhibition we wanted to go to because this building is like kind of confusing. And then I turn around, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, I think he asked you. I think he asked us, did you see this? True. And you, and I said yes, and you said no. <laughs> That's so true. And then I was like, then I had that moment when I turned around. It's kind of bizarre. And then... That's when we started talking to the security guard about, or I, I said like, I don't even remember exactly, but I said that I don't understand like sometimes why people call this art. Like, why are they allowed to call this art when it's just super weird and there's like no description really, but then he kind of explained it. Did you, cause you went to read the text, do you remember what it said? But only in the end. Cause he was like, you should read the text. But I was like, I don't even know if I want to. 
And then he kind of started explaining. Do you remember what he explained? I don't remember anything besides the fact that he repeated like twice that the artist was a woman and that that kind of makes it like okay or better that the figurine is in this position and he was really emphasizing the fact that it's not made by a man. And that he would not let his wife run around like this. But yeah. I I don't know. I don't think just because the artist is a woman that it should make a difference. It did make a difference in my mind, to be honest. But that's when we both kind of started thinking about like, how do we define art? Where does it end? Where does it start? Can this be called art? And why can people just make anything and everything and just uh, kind of justify it by calling it art? So that's what we want to talk about today. I wanted to start by reading a definition of art, because I think that's kind of nice to set a bit of the frame for it. So I'm going to read the definition of art now. Art is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form, such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. And this definition is by the Oxford Languages Dictionary. And I think this narrows it down a little bit. I still find this very like a generic definition. Because then what I think of is like Rembrandt or just like things that are aesthetically pleasing. And the figurine we saw was everything but aesthetically pleasing. And not everything has to be aesthetically pleasing. I think today... To be art, yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like today... Maybe because of social media, a lot of young people view art as something that has to be pretty or Instagrammable when it really doesn't need to be. No, because this is kind of the next topic that we reflected on is like for us, we kind of noticed that art is more about also, of course, how it makes you feel, but the intention behind it. And that for me also, when I read the text about it, about the figurine, I got more insight into it and it made a bit more sense. Like, do we think it's always necessary to explain it? I think a lot of artists, they don't want to explain it because they want the intention to be interpreted by each person that looks at it. Like if it's some pieces are very um, like some artists prefer to put out a specific meaning, especially if it's maybe a political one. Or kind of a more activistic one. But then I think there is a lot of pieces in art that are very, um, how do you say, like ambiguous. Where you can really make up your own mind. And especially in abstract art, everybody can see a different thing in a single piece. And yes, the artist can have an intention behind it. But you as the viewer can really make up your own mind about what it is means to you and what you connected with and i think that's also often based on like how we react in the first place like in the initial moment we see it anna ermhoff i think was her name she's like in the basement of the museum and that was even even more weird to me when we went there for the both of us and i kind of forced you a little bit to go along with it but i thought it was it was so that was to me even yeah just more weird than i still don't understand it yeah i've thought about it since and i don't understand it I still only know that she got this whole space and was allowed to do anything with it, but I don't get it. It doesn't say anything to me. That's the thing. No, and just to give you an overview, it's like the basement is really dark. It's only like red lighting. And then it just looks like a construction site, but basically people just organized it more. And there's like videos of 3D versions of her on a horse and just like a video of her on a horse. And it's very bizarre and it's very strange and it leaves you with a really bad feeling. Maybe... Artists just want to evoke feelings even. 
Yes, that is true. But I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know if I consider that to be art, to be honest. I agree with that, with the feeling part, definitely. But then there was a piece within that exhibition called Motorcycle Diaries. And then I turned around and it was just a motorcycle, like literally just a motorcycle standing there. And then the same thing goes, there was a piece called Springboard. And there was a huge springboard. Very literal and not very, I don't know. I still don't know what I think about it. Yeah, and we also, while we spoke about this, we kind of noticed with art, you can't say it is either this or that. And you can't really find an end to the discussion or really define it. I also find found something else in like a Philosophy Now magazine is what it's called. Maybe I can read it now because it kind of fits into what we just talked about, like about emotions and stuff. So... It also helps me categorize it a bit more because I find art the most hard thing to categorize because, yeah, it has so much variety to it. Anyways, they say, art is something we do, a verb. Art is an expression of our thoughts, emotions, intuitions, and desires. But it is even more personal than that. It's about sharing the way we experience the world, which for many is an extension of personality. It is the communication of intimate concepts that cannot be faithfully portrayed by words alone. And because words alone are not enough, we must find some other vehicle to carry our intent. But the content that we instill on or in our chosen media is not in itself the art. Art is to be found in how the media is used, the way in which the content is expressed. And I think like reading this again uh, makes me realize that art is so subjective to the artist and maybe Anne Ermhoff just feels really bad. And then that's why about society or in general, she definitely has some psychological issues, but don't we all also? And then maybe that is just her showing us how she feels without words mm -hmm. and we can do with it what we want. And I think that is at the end art, but that's why it's so hard to say, is this worthy of being displayed? Because it is so subjective and every person will see it in a different way. Yeah, but then also it's, it can be, for example, for me, that's, I could say I don't consider that art, but for her, the intent was to make art. And then if a curator sees that and considers that art, that's a fair statement and that's a fair opinion because I don't think that we all need to necessarily find the same thing or consider the same things art also. That's true. And we don't, right? Yeah. So as we just took a break from talking, we noticed that it is kind of hard to keep a line which I think is very fitting, especially for this episode, because I don't always find it hard to keep a line, like to know where I'm going and to not get distracted or talk about other subjects and then get lost in them. This is exactly what art does. Like it doesn't keep a line. It opens so many doors and it's super hard to focus on one thing. May it be photography, like maybe in a picture you have so many elements you get to see maybe in a painting maybe in the red basement but i feel like that's probably why it has always been a discussion and always will be a discussion because it's not there's no real answer it will always be like controversial because it will evoke different like like we said like emotions thoughts desires and different people so yeah it's always changing as well Because yes, to a certain extent, art has always done a similar thing where it's a reflection of the society at that moment, but it keeps changing in how 
it's done, what things are possible, especially today, it's so, it just keeps getting broader and broader and broader, I think, with technology and digitalization as well. Um, Psychology Now strongly agrees with us on this one because they say, consequently, uh, I believe that defining art based upon its content is a doomed enterprise. And I think we really noticed this while we thought about it and now speaking about it as well. Now, and they furthermore say a theme in aesthetics, the study of art, is the claim that there is a detachment or distance between works of art and the flow of everyday life. Thus, works of art rise like islands from a current of more pragmatic concerns. That's also what you said, that that's why art always changes, because it is very close to, or it really reflects our society, because it reflects like the individual artists and their thoughts and intention and feelings, what we said in the beginning. That's why classical art doesn't change anymore, because it is like categorized as classic, such as like Rembrandt. They say like, when you step out of a river and onto an island, you've reached your destination. Similarly, the aesthetic attitude requires you to treat artistic experience as an end in itself. Art asks us to arrive empty of preconceptions and attend to the way in which we experience the work of art, which I think is so hard to do. I have so many preconceptions. Like I base stuff off of my experience and that's how I see things. And I can try and be very objective, but I find that's hard to do. And that's why we will always have different interpretations. I feel like it made me like that was the first time that I really thought about it was I think we approach art very differently in that I feel like you naturally question it a bit more. Am I right? Yeah, but I think that's also just like my my tendency. Impossible. But I just kind of noticed that I've always approached like took it at face value to a certain extent and I always try to my instinct is to always try to find something in it for myself and not to really question whether or not it's art partly because I don't think it's my place also but yeah I think that's interesting yeah that shows us how even though we're both like we're studying the same thing and we're interested in similar things and I I do think we have similar viewpoints in many things of course not in everything uh, but we do see that very differently and I, I think also how I look at it like i'm the person i go in there i see it i go to the next i'm like tak, tak, tak. okay seen it all let's go to the next room and what i really um like is how you see it yeah it really impressed me because you really like you take your time and you try to take it all in and you really look at it so then i tried to do that as well but i'm i think i'm also more quick to judge because of this because i go through it faster and generally i tend to look at things more like skeptically And I'm always like, why? I always have the process behind it in mind more. It's maybe also because of this. Because I'm like, how did this end up here? And why is this here? Why is this displayed and not something else? Because there are so many artists. And how does also a museum choose specifically this that is so contradictory or like so controversial? And welcome back after the advertisement break. (laughs) No advertisements yet. Okay, so just to wrap this up, Anna Ermhoff made me outrageous and now just made me react a lot to it but yeah um yeah have you ever when you've created something have you personally considered it art that's a good question because while i do it i don't really think about it that's what i also like about it it's that it's just creating and i have i don't call myself an artist and a lot of i guess it's art in that way but i think i would consider it art but i wouldn't call myself an artist and i wouldn't be like this should hang in a museum but then when is something worthy of hanging in a museum right it's so weird for example my friends and i in 2020 we organized this like really small scale exhibition of just some of our stuff that we made but then it would be fair of someone to say like why are you putting up these very amateur paintings 
what makes you qualified to do that, you know? Especially because the stuff that I see sometimes that is like contemporary art is very amateur or it's like a dot on a white canvas. Yeah, but then someone else could say, well, it's not about the process itself. It's not about how hard or easy it was to make that piece of work. It's about the intent. Maybe it's about like also what do you want to say with it? Like, what do you want people to take away from this? Because the the reason why people display their art and make an exhibition out of it is because they want people to see it and they want people to react and they want people to feel. And so maybe we found our answer and the figurine definitely made us react and feel and think. And maybe like the only purpose is for us to think about things that we know in a different way. I wrote this in um, one of my texts that I listened to a podcast and a curator said he was asked what is art to him, I think. He said that art is like a little tear in the fabric of our everyday lives. That kind of allows us to approach things differently and in a more playful way. I think he said something like that. And that really resonated with me because I think that's so true. And it can allow you to kind of approach even hard topics and look at it from a way that's not so serious all the time, you know? Yeah, just different angles. And also when you said like that it approaches all kinds of topics, they can also be hard. Art makes hard topics approachable for everyone because it's not like it doesn't have a language barrier, but it's very universal. Like it is is its own language. So it doesn't matter where you're from. You can still perceive it in your own way. To wrap this up, I just wanted to say that Nikki also has an Instagram page now and a website called Museum Musings. I'll put it in the description box. So go and follow her. And uh, so you get more insights of how she perceives art when she goes to exhibitions, which I think is really interesting and cool. And um, yeah, do you have any last words? No, but thank you for having me here. Thank you for being here. I think you will be back because we have lots of other things we also want to talk about. I hope you enjoyed this little discourse into our view in our 20s, Gen Z, uh, European, very privileged, of course. It's a privilege to be able to even experience this and everything, which we're both really thankful for. And if you like what you heard, make sure to follow me. And yeah, can't wait to hear you next time. Okay, bye.